Hey, yo, say hello to the back. Scott Hall. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you listen to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, PPP, the king of Adabim, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. The gold, gold system. The world is listening. Should be part of the SNS Radio Network. Like the Facebook page. Go to the website down. This is the whole indie show. This isn't under the weather, Ashley. Oh. Uh, 
I'm I'm gonna battle through this though. I'm gonna be like Sandro. By the way, he's with me co-hosting again this week. I think we should be having Randy back next week. Uh, Randy's been busy with some of his uh, internship stuff, so I'm hoping that's going well for him. But Sandro, can you remember anybody else that's wrestled or gone through illness but still managed to do the show? Uh, it might have happened one time, but I can't think of it like recently. But I'm pretty sure it's happened before. We were Lufisto from Shimmer. We'll get to that. Huh. But uh, first up, news and quite a bit of news, actually. So we'll try and get through as quick as possible. First up, uh, all eight teams have been announced for the... I guess it's WSU and CZW combined. They're... Queen and King of the Ring tournament. Basically, it's it's a mixed tag tournament, which must be it. It is a co-production, kind of, isn't it? Between it's, the two, beyond beyond the WSU and CCW. Yep, yes, it is. So the the eight here are Cherry Bomb and Pepper Parks, Addy Star and Matramont. Kimberly and Drew Gulak, Christina Von Erie and Masada, Annie Social and Devon Moore, Nevea and one member of Ohio for Killers, Oink, hashtag, are they hashtag Oink? Damn it. Uh, I don't know, maybe. Every, everything's hashtag. Apparently so. Hashtag ailing presenter. Uh, Isabel Sueno and Latin Dragon make up Team 7 and the final team who I must say is kind of... This is the most over-team ever, probably other than Erie and Masada. Athena and AR Fox. Mm-hmm. Very pretty much won everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, pretty much, but it, it is a very interesting uh, lineup here. A very good talent, no doubt. So a very, it should be very interesting. Uh, of course, the show will take place on Saturday, May 11th. At uh, Voorhees, New Jersey, as always, at the Flyer Skate Zone. And that show will be an iPay-per-view. Very nice. Yeah, that's kind of kind of surprised me. But uh, it's going to be good to see. Certainly for... Because is that... Yeah, all the matches are over one night. It's not like a two-night tournament, is it? No. If it was, it would yeah. take place two days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Damn it, stop proving me right. <laughs> uh, now we've got a whole list of names to get through for the AIW JT Lightning Invitational Tournament. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Number 10 on the list is Josh Prohibition. Number 11 is Vader Scott. Number 12, Josh Alexander. Number 13, Chris Dickinson. Uh, number 14, Addy Starr. 15, Bobby Beverly. 16, BJ Whitmer. Um, trying to think. Seventeen was ACH. Yes, it is. Eighteen was Colin Delaney. Mm-hmm. Nineteen was Nasty Russ Myers. Yep. Twenty was Marion Fontaine. Mm-hmm. And as of recording, the last one to be announced is twenty-one, I believe, Johnny Gargano. Yep. Uh, by the time this will be out on the Friday or Saturday, depending if archive.org gets into shape, whatever. Um, there'll probably be 59,000 in that tournament. 
because they seem to be just adding anybody and everybody. Well, it should be a good night of wrestling before AIW, so can't really complain. Two nights, that is. Yes. May 24th, 25th? Yes, it is. So I would say that's a good birthday present, but I don't think it'll be on. T- I don't think it'll be broadcast on iPay per view. No, it won't. Sad face. <laughs> it better be some live wrestling that weekend, and I'll just stay up and watch that. Uh, another interesting one as well: two names or two tag teams added to the Chikara's Tag World Grand Prix event happening in uh, early. Is it early May or no? It's mid May, isn't it? Yeah, it's a mid-May. You've got Team 5, the Baltic Siege, the Latvian Proud Oak, and the Estonian Thunderfrog. Mm-hmm. Now, just looking at the Estonian Thunderfrog, I kind of am guessing who it is, but I'm not going to say it live on the air, but... Um, <laughs> let, let's just say, my God, that guy's been travelling quite a lot of indie companies. That's all I'm saying. That's 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 my belief. Hmm. Well, apparently there's like a third member of their, I guess, stable. Uh, apparently the, the, the third person's name is like the, the, uh, damn it, I forgot his name. I think it's like the... Maltese Falcon? No, I think his name was like the, the Snow Troll or something like that. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and this is actually another interesting name added, uh, May 18th. Yeah, we've got the date on this one. May 18th. The Bravado brothers make their return to Shikara. Mm-hmm. After their, well, let's say a lackluster success in Ring of Honor. Let's just say that. Their meh, Ring of Honor. Yeah. It is meh. Uh, next up. We might as well get this out of the way now, because I'm just going in the chronological order of what we've got on our Facebook page. So, if you've already read our Facebook page before listening to this, um, keep listening, because we're going to say it in fantastical ways, or something. I don't know. But, uh, they've announced the full card for Kenta Kabashi's retirement show. Uh, May the 11th, it is. Yeah, it's a... Very interesting card here, uh, no doubt. Uh, a lot of uh, outside of talent, uh, outside of Noah, I think there there's a couple of Japan guys uh, in the show, as well as a few New Japan guys as well. So a very interesting show here. Um, looking forward to seeing that once it gets released. Yeah, I'm just looking. I personally don't know quite a lot of the names, but uh, yeah, the Noah New Japan. Six-man tag looks all right with uh, Takashi Surigura, Mohamed Yane, and Akitoshi Saito and taking on Hiroshi Tanahashi, Yuji Nagata, and Satoshi Kojima. I also recognize, I also recognize uh, Genichiro Ten, Ten, Tenryu as well. Man, that guy... Is, I can't believe that guy hasn't retired. <laughs> Dude, when you see him, he looks really old, but the guy could still punch like a motherfucker. Yeah. And then, as we previously mentioned, the uh, the retirement match itself, Kenta Kabashi teaming up with Yonakiyama, Keiji Muto, and Kensuke Sasaki taking on Kenta, Go Shiyazaki, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Mobak Taniguchi. Mm-hmm. 
the full the full card and everything is up on the page, so if you want to check that out, do so. Uh, now, a couple of actual pretty serious injuries over the past few weeks yeah. have uh, cropped up. First one, and uh, I believe you got more details on this, Sandro, is Mike Quackenbush got injured at the WrestleCon show. Uh, yeah, this came from uh, from the Wrestling Observer newsletter as well as uh, a friend of mine, uh, Josh Boutwell of WrestleView.com. Shout out to him. Uh, from the past uh, Chicago um, show at the WrestleCon event, uh, Mike Quackenbush apparently suffered a cracked tibia, a tibia, excuse me, after he did an acai moussault during the match, uh, which he was tagging with Jushin Thunder Liger against Jigsaw and the Shard. Uh, according to the Wrestling Observer newsletter, uh, Mike had back surgery earlier this year and actually came back early just to do this show so he could team up with uh, somebody he looked up to, which is Liger. Uh, he apparently is also suffering from a wrist and rib injury, so he's pretty banged up right now and as of as of now as of this recording his uh, bio in the Jakara uh, website on the roster page is not there so we don't know how long he'll be out but it sounds pretty serious yeah and then we get the news from Pro Wrestling Noah that Yaomichi Marafuji also got injured yeah, uh, this was uh, very unexpected. Uh, apparently, he has suffered a right knee injury uh, during the April 14th show in Japan. Um, he's currently a part of the uh, Global Tag League tournament right now uh, with his uh, tag partner at the moment, Takeshi Sugira. And it appears that he suffered some uh, ligament damage in the right knee, so he's not going to be able to compete for the rest of the tour. And Noah says that a return date has not been determined at the time and that the details involving in the tournament will be announced soon. Uh, he'll, uh, the company will announce a replacement uh, for the Tag League tournament. Uh, this is also bad news because... Marafuji was supposed to compete for the Ring of Honor shows in early May, which was the Border Wars IP view and the TV tapings the next day. So because of this, he is now officially pulled off from the shows. And as of now, we don't know who his, repla- his replacement will be. But uh, some pretty good guesses going around the, uh, the interwebs. And me personally, I hope uh, maybe Kenta could be a part of the show. Uh, he's currently the... GHC World Heavyweight Champion, although I don't know if he's free for that weekend, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Interesting news coming from AAW this weekend, though. Eddie Kingston is going to be uh, making regular appearances for them, by the looks of it. Or at least one appearance, certainly. Yeah, and uh, we'll get into that in more details when we go over the results. But uh, oh but, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, I'm kind of glad that he's showing up. You know, um, Kingston is pretty much stayed in the uh, Northeast, pretty much with uh, mostly uh, Chikara. Uh, I know he's made a few appearances for the uh, House of Glory promotion here in Queens, uh, New York, which is uh, founded by Amazing Red, and he's pretty much a Northeast a guy in any of the smaller promotions. So. 
it's good to see that Eddie Kingston is expanding to other places, and uh, hopefully he'll do well. Um, and this is a kind of I don't know it's a sad piece of news, but it's not great to hear the PWG show. I don't know if there was one scheduled for early May, but apparently it's now possibly been pushed back until late May, early June. I believe, Sandra, you said there's no reason that's been given publicly. No, uh, as of now, there has been no official uh, reason why it's been delayed, but uh, a bit surprising that they might extend it to early June. Um, usually they have a show by May, but they decided to push it back a bit. Uh, depending if they have the financial, if they have the financially to secure the building uh, for the shows as well as the dates. But uh, hopefully we'll find out in the next couple of days or weeks coming. But there is some good news coming out of Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. Uh, it's been released by the uh, PWG Twitter. That the All-Star Weekend 9 DVDs will be released on April 30th. So mark that on your calendars and definitely pre-order your DVDs right now so you get them this quick. I would say as well, if you're looking for, if you want to get introduced to PWG at a value price, because I've spotted it, I'm tempted myself. The people over at highspots.com have got a $5 sale on quite a lot of the stuff. I believe there's some early CCW stuff, some fan tapes of like ECW, but there's also about at least four or five old PWG shows, including, I believe, the DDT4 tournament, possibly from 2012, but definitely 2011. Hey, for five bucks, it's a good deal. Five bucks for well, DDT four would have probably been DDT four is probably two nights or one night. Uh, depending. Sometimes it's one night. Yeah. Sometimes it's two. Go go check out the 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 offer because it's certainly for five dollars for wrestling. There's some shoot interviews there as well, but for PWG and other indie stuff like that, it's well worth it. They got a crap load of stuff, so. A lot of wrestling. Yeah. Uh, Ring of Honor has also added the uh, Briscoe Brothers versus American Wolves for a rematch for the TV tapings happening after the Border Wars show, which looks all right. Mm-hmm. But speaking of Ring of Honor, <coughs> Sandro, I'll let you kind of... Here's our special reporter, Sandro, <laughs> with regards to... I guess one of the favourites of uh, us here, Colt Cabana, and his views on Ring of Honor doing a... Is it, I don't know if it's multi-disc, but they're doing a disc-like retrospective about his career. Yeah, uh, well, pretty much is what happened. Uh, Ring of Honor has decided to put out a Best of Colt Cabana DVD. Uh now, uh, because of this, uh, Cocobana was not happy about this, so we're, I guess we're under the impression that he wasn't aware that they were doing this, but uh, this is what he said on his Twitter page, and I quote, I in no way support Ring of Honor putting out a DVD about B. 
they fired me because they said funny don't equals money. Support at Coatmerch.com. Now, there are pros and cons about this situation. I can kind of understand why Coat is upset. As I said, uh, maybe Ring of Honor didn't approach Cocobana and told him, hey, uh, we want to put out a best of DVD about you. Uh, are you okay with this? Uh, can you do something with us with the DVD? Uh, you know, I guess they probably didn't told him about it, so he wasn't aware of this. Uh, on the other hand, it, this is a Ring of Honor DVD, hence it's their footage. Therefore, they can do whatever they want. So, you know, it's, it's like if you want to support, uh, you know, if you want to see some classic matches from Cocobana in Ring of Honor, you know, want to buy it, you know, go ahead. But, you know, if you want to be on Cocobana's side, you know, they don't support it. But I kind of see both sides of the story. Um, I also think this was an attempt for Ring of Honor to try to get back with Cocobana, maybe try to work things out. Uh, because let's not forget, um, one of the reasons Cold War was released was because of Jim Cornette. Because Cornette doesn't believe that funny wrestling doesn't draw money. Oh, so I've got a feeling you'll never see Jim Cornette in Chicago. Oh. <laughs> but but also you have to you have to point out that Cornette's no longer part of the company, as far as I know. He's in, he's not in charge of the booking anymore. He's not in charge of booking. It's delirious, and I don't think he's yeah. even actively part of it anymore. Well, yeah, which sure. is what was brought up in all all of Steen's stuff. Mm -hmm. as part of Scum Scum's like oh we want to kill Ring of Honor and Steen's just like I just wanted to get rid of Cornette because he's a jackass <laughs> I didn't want to get rid of Ring of Honor because this has been my home for however many number of years yeah and as I said uh, I think this was an attempt for Ring of Honor to try to work things out with code but however I'm assuming they didn't tell they didn't tell Cole about this in advance because if they did, why would Cole be mad at this? So, I think they should have told Cole about this, you know, saying, "Hey, we're gonna put a DVD about you. You want to be a part of it or something." But as I said before, it's well, their footage. Punk. I don't think they told CM Punk when they did the DVD of him. Oh no, and. Like, <laughs> And, you know, they're just trying to grab a quick buck, you know, just like you said with CM Punk when he left, uh, you know, the WWE with their title in 2011. You know, Ring of Honor was quick. It was like, hey, let's just put out the best of CM Punk when he was champion. And boom, they did it. They did Daniel Bryan gets pushed. Oh, here we go. Two disc Bryan Danielson compilation. Boom. Yeah. They put out DVDs about uh, Austin Aries when he was TNA champ. They put out, yep. they put out DVDs of uh, the Kings of Wrestling. No, um, they I they I think they put out a DVD about uh, Christopher Daniels as well, if I'm not mistaken, as well as Samoa Joe. So it's not really surprising that they're doing this, but as I said, it's their footage. You know, they can do what they want with it, even without the uh, I guess permission of this of the DVD they put out about. So you know, it's it's kind of like, like I understand both sides of the picture here, but. Uh, you know, it is what it is, and definitely with uh, Colt's uh, remarks, 
I highly doubt that Ring of Honor will want to try to work with him after the comments that he made. Yeah. Um, interesting news regarding Shine 9, which we will give our thoughts on the card, but a bit of news that came through. Amazing Kong won't be performing because there's a scheduling conflict, Aww. so she isn't available for the... Uh, is it happening Friday or Saturday this week? It's, I believe it's this Friday. Yes, this Friday night. Okay. That's right. Uh, but they are going to have a tournament instead. Well, no, not instead. They're, they're, as, they're now going to have a tournament to crown a Shine champion. There's going to be four matches for this upcoming show this weekend, Shine 9. Four, the other four at Shine 10 on May 24th. And then the eight winners all have to wrestle at least, or at the most, three matches on one night, the first anniversary show, Shine 11, on January the 12th, to crown the new no, champion. No, it's July 12th. We passed January. <clears throat> July 12th, sorry. <laughs> You're sick, I can't blame you. Yeah. The meds kick gear people. <laughs> but due to the fact that they've been former Shimmer champions, so Ryan Knight and Madison Eagles have automatically been entered. But we'll give you the list of the four that we know. I'm guessing it, as long as Amazing Kong doesn't have a scheduling conflict for Shine 10, she's going to be a perfect fit. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I think it's. I, I think it's a great idea that they decided to wait until their you know their first anniversary show to, to crown the first champion because usually when there's a new promotion they just automatically have a tournament you know to crown the first champion so you know I applaud Shine for doing this you know wait a couple of shows before they actually do uh, their first champion so good on them and I I'm looking forward to it. Evolve just wait till number nineteen. <laughs> well, they waited too long. Well, granted, you know, they had split shows with Dragon Gate USA, so. Yeah. Plus, it was a bit complicated with their tournaments, so. Yeah, true. So now, um. Is there any other news from you, Sandra? Like, uh, Japanese or Mexico news? Uh. Not anything noteworthy, so, uh, as of now, no. Hopefully, there'll be something within the next couple of weeks. Yeah, because uh, when's Triple Mania? Off the top of my head, I can't remember. Oh, that's all the way until June. Oh, okay, it's June, right. Kind of a, a little side note in my, side note in my head. So, something in the back of my head was basically saying it was... Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> in like late, early to mid-May. Yeah. Or was that last year? Oh no, that was delayed to like the fall, like like August, I think. Oh yeah, that was the same time as the Olympics. Yeah. And Mexico had to wait like a month until September to actually watch it. Thanks to uh What's the main what's the main channel in Mexico? Uh the main channel is uh Galavision, but the network behind it is Televisa, which pretty much screws over any anything Lucha Libre, so except WWE. They'll make a pass for WWE. Oh, of course. It's WWE. Yeah. Well, 
Oh hail King Booker and all that. I don't well, not really that, but anyway, uh results, something that we actually didn't give picks on, but some notable stuff happened here. Uh the ECWA seventeenth annual Super Eight tournament, which took place I'm trying to think last Saturday in Newark, Delaware. In the first round matches, Mike Mondo defeated VSK. Who's VS? What? <laughs> Vincent Kennedy Sackman? I don't know. Nathan sort of tribute to okay. JSK or something. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> we've got enough. We've got enough of a tribute going tonight to somebody else. But okay. <laughs> we'll get. To, we'll get. No, we'll get to that later. You never know. Okay. What's the V stand for? <laughs> uh, anyway, also Damian Dragon defeated Chris Wilde, Antonio Thomas beat Rhett Titus, and Papadon defeated Vordell Walker. Then in the semi-finals, Damian Dragon beat Mike Mondo, and Papadon beat Antonio Thomas. Next they had uh, the... E- well... It's an ECWA unified heavyweight title, mid-Atlantic heavyweight title, and the unified tag team title, eight-man tag team match. With AHT... Is it R2? AHTU? If you don't remember who R2 is, he's the guy that got his ass whooped by Low-Key at the Evolve 10 show, where Low-Key legit uh-huh. knocked him out. Yeah, not not even in a hard way. Not not even like, oh, he's hardcore kind of way. Just legit. Yeah, you got knocked out. Yeah. Bad luck. Bye-bye. Thanks for playing. (laughs) (laughs) So it was uh, R2, Apollyon, Josh Daniels, the United Heavyweight Champion, and Ricky Martinez, the Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight Champion, with Kerry Klein, taking on Bobby Shields, Danny E, and the Dream Team, Aiden Chambers, and Kikoa, the Flying Hawaiian, the Dream Team themselves being tag team champions. What it was, the way this tournament went, is whoever got the pinfall would become the champion of their of their choice. And it turns out that R2 actually got the successful pinfall on... Uh, I'm not sure... I think it must have been on one of the Dream Team. So, therefore, he and a partner is choosing get to be the tag champs. I don't put, believe that's yet to be decided. I don't understand why you put almost all the titles on the line. I don't understand that. Although, although granted, you know, the WWE, WWF kind of did that before, so... Yeah. That ain't They're not already. Boo! <laughs> Uh, next was the Super 8 Invitational 26 Man Battle Royal, which I believe was supposed to be 25, but uh, Mark Tartaglia thought he won the Battle Royal, but then Jesse K came to the ring and eliminated Mike, thus Jesse K gets a title match of uh, his choice. And then in the final match, uh, Damian Dragon defeated Papadon to be the Super 8 Tournament Champion. And after winning it, he retired from wrestling, leaving his boots in the center of the ring. Hmm. 
Now, usually the the winner of the Super Eight tournament usually goes out to uh, better known independent promotions. Uh, I mean, that's where uh, uh, Davy Richards was known uh, when he first won the Super Eight tournament a few years ago. He got sent to Ring of Honor. Uh, he was part of Pro Wrestling Gorilla, if I'm not mistaken, and a few others. So we might see more of this uh, Damian Dragon within the next coming months. Yes. Uh, next up, result-wise, CZW's best of the best 12. Mm-hmm. Again from Saturday night. Uh, first, we had John Gresham versus Biff Busick versus Caleb Connolly. And the winner of this one was John Gresham. Thanks to a modified octopus-like armbar, apparently. Onto, by Gresham onto Busick. Very surprising result here. Very surprising. Uh-huh. And got even more surprising for the next one. Uh, second match saw Alex Reynolds, Shane Hollister, and Tommy N from WXW take each other on. And... From out of nowhere, Tommy N gets the win on Shane Hollister and goes on. Uh, swerve. Big swerve. And then we come to <laughs> the third match. Alex Colon versus Rich Swan versus Shane Strickland. And Alex Colon wins. Thanks to... Uh, yeah, revert, revert, mad, managing to dodge a double, t- double, well, top rope double stomp from Strickland and grab the tights and got the win via, I guess, a roll up. So again, swerve. <laughs> and then we come to the final match: Chiva Kid versus Uha Nation versus Ar Fox. Uh, Ar Fox. Hits an eight crusher, ace crusher, sorry, then a swanton, and then a low main pain, and AR Fox wins. So sad that there was no four shocks. AR Fox kind of did what you thought he would do. Who, who did you pick in that I, match? I think I picked AR Fox. Okay. Because <laughs> I know you picked G the kid. That was the. St- yeah, yeah, I'd have thought uh, I Strickland would have gone over rather than Colon. And uh, but when you look at Chiva Kid, who are Nation and our Fox, either one of those three would have been the, a good choice to go on to the oh, further yeah. in the talk. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Next, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I say yeah. I agree. Next up, it's. Odd match because it's Ron Mathis versus Matt Tremont. Fans bring the weapons, but Joe Gacy takes Tremont out before the match can even start. And then all of a sudden, Rory Mondo turns up again, returns to CZW. So it's Mathis versus Mondo. And uh, yeah, I'm just looking what was used. Uh, we had a thumbtack covered PVC pipe, a car battery. An Xbox, a bag of flour, and chairs as well. Oh uh, Mathis actually got the win with a top rope tombstone onto a guardrail. Ouch. 
Ouch, indeed. Wow. Next up, the strong style battle with DJ Hyde versus Michael Dante. And, wow, it was... This was basically DJ Hyde being DJ Hyde. DJ Hyde pretty much did everything. Well, from what I heard, this was a really short match. Yes, that's what I meant. Okay. It's like three minutes later. Oh, it's, it's finished. Uh, so, best of the best semi-finals now. First off, Alex Colon versus John Gresham. Colon getting the win just about um, with a spontaneous colon drive. Colon driver, sorry. <coughs> so Alex goes on to the final where he will face the winner of AR Fox, Tommy End. And this was apparently a very good match, but uh, it eventually, AR Fox got the win with a 450 splash. So AR Fox goes on to the final. Fox yeah. versus... Yeah, AR versus Alex. It's kind of obvious what happens. Or is it? We, we will get to that. AR Fox headed to the finals for a second year in a row. That's consistency, people. That is consistency. Next up, the final encounter between Cole and Callahan. And... It was... This was... This was a da- this from what I can see was a damn good match. The, the the best bit as well is it got to a bit and Adam Cole was tuning up the band and we went a la WrestleMania 24 with a twist. I'm sorry. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, went for the super kick but Callahan countered it into a stretch muffler. Which was a nice little bit there, but yeah, Cole basically in the end hit the Panama Sunrise for the second time in the match, and then a straight jacket German suplex. One, two, three. Adam Cole wins, but there was an interesting thing after this, in yeah. which DJ Hyde basically came out and said, "I know your secret." There's something you're refusing to tell anybody, but I'm going to tell everyone. Which I don't, DJ Hyde didn't, but clearly Callahan's going to be involved in what CZW's next show? Uh, I believe it's Proving Ground. Ah, <clears throat> uh, yeah, yeah. It's in a couple of weeks, I think, as well. So they're renewing the feud between Callahan and, uh, and DJ Hyde because I remember at last year's. Uh, best of the best. Uh, both of them were feuding, and when Callahan won the tournament last year, uh, DJ Hyde was in the ring to present the trophy, and Callahan just snatched it away from DJ Hyde. So there was some tension between the two. I don't know what was the payoff from that feud last year. Uh, so I'm guessing this, this feud continues. Yeah. So then we get to the final. The best of the best. Very good match as well, from what I've heard. Uh, repeated bicycle kicks by Fox against the turnbuckle on Cologne, and then a good old sneaky roll-up by Alex Cologne. 
One, two, three. Alex is your best of the best world champion. And Q, fuck that shit chance from the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) But... Uh... In retrospect, AR Fox is doing God knows what in Dragon Gate and Evolve. He doesn't huge. He doesn't really need best of the best as well. He's also the their wire TV champion, and that as well. And you know what? Uh, I don't mind this this decision at all. I think it's great that Alice Alice Cologne gets some recognition in DZW. And you know what? I probably should have uh, put this as like my wild prediction because uh, the week leading to the show. Uh, there was a video from uh, ZZW's YouTube with uh, Alex, Alex Cologne basically wasn't confident in himself for winning this year's tournament because he was in the previous best of the best tournaments over the last couple of years and he kept losing. So, you know, in the video he was like, oh, it's just another tournament, I'm just going to lose. And maybe that should have been somewhat of a hint that, you know, maybe you should keep an eye on this guy. He could the biggest upset and he did so hopefully uh, this will push him up the ladder in the DZW uh, roster so next up AAW's point of no return featuring Scarlett Bordeaux's ass on the poster for some bizarre reason that's the last time I'm going to mention that uh, opened up with Silas Young beating Jimmy Jacobs. Then Colt Cabana and Yuntai Miller defeated Dan Lawrence and Marcus Crane. Christian Rose apparently wasn't happy with the veterans of AAW and wants to get rid of them. Poor man. Mm. Then, in what is probably a big surprise, Lamar Titan beating Rich Swan and Lewis Linden to get the number one contendership for the Heritage title. Yeah, and this was the debut for which which one in AAW. Uh-huh. Uh, then Keith Walker and Tweak Phoenix defeated the North Dash Express. So Corbin and Fontaine have to break up. Sad. Yeah, but then again, Corbin's got ACDC, so. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Then, Shane Hollister versus Sammy Callahan. Apparently, Scarlett's got an injured wrist. And Shane gets the win after giving Callahan a bit of... She, Scarlett gave a bit of a low blow with the cast. Apparently. So, I'm wondering whether this is a Cowboy Bob Orton, Scarlett Bordeaux, or if this is a... I'm guessing it's got to be Cowboy Bob Orton style. Maybe, we'll see. Because Scarlet didn't look that injured last week at Blue and WrestleCon. <laughs> Nigel McGuinness can attest to that. My word. Wow. Blimey. I, I, still want to, I still have to get that screenshot of his face. It's like... Speaking speaking of uh, hoopla and all that, Truth Martini comes out and offers a bounty to Soraya Knight to take out Mischief. 
Well, he picked, uh, the, well, he, he picked the right woman to take on the offer. True. Soraya Knight is... Um, she, she certainly... I don't, I don't want to make it sound offensive, because it shouldn't be. She is a powerhouse. And if she if she doesn't like Luke, if she doesn't like you, she will say so. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen Shima and my word, I am loving Soraya's work. But we'll get she, to that. She represents your country, man. Yes. <laughs> See, I don't want to say the other thing which comes up in the Shima results, which we'll get to in a minute, because I don't think that's fair either. But uh uh, Mischief Von Erie and Heidi Lovelace were successful against Soraya Knight, Miss Natural, and Taylor Maid. Or Mischief pinned Soraya after a desecrator. Uh, then for the Heritage title, ACH to be- beat Kyle O'Reilly in what was said to be a very good match. Then Knight Wagner apparently interrupts the ring announcer and wants an opponent and calls out Tony Regan for a spot and wants to wrestle him. So Jim Lynham says, well, he isn't a wrestler, so it won't happen. And then apparently Boz turns up. I'm not sure who Boz is. Uh, All I know is that Wagner's like, no, I'm res- I want to wrestle Tony Rican. So Rican throws him in the ring and Boz just gives him a Boz driver. No match, just a spot to please the fans, I guess. Yeah, it's just uh, the few that keeps going from the last show. Um, epic as well as the the other one feud with uh, Night Night Wagner and his stable going on. So. Next we have the AAW tag titles with Irish Airborne def- successfully defending against Eric Cannon and Matt Fitcher. Then Eddie Kingston showed. Well, was it was it just a video package? I think. No, he was there. I believe. Oh, he was there. <clears throat> He called, basically calls out Silas Young, Michael Elgin, and Davey Richards. Yeah, so basically. Yeah, basically saying he wants a shot at um, Elgin for his title. Speaking of, Elgin successfully defended against Davey Richards with the spinning power bomb, but then, at the end of the match, Richards and O'Reilly were basically beaten down on Elgin until ACH makes the save, and then I guess kind of like Cena Ryback just without the actual offensive stuff because they're both supposed to be face ACH wants a shot at the title Mm -hmm. my only worry is this this is going to replicate what happened six months ago so that's another guy that wants a shot at Elgin so so now who who do we have we have um, ACH we have Eddie Kingston we have Davey Richards we have uh, Shane Hollister wanting a shot at the title. Uh, I think Silas Young also wants a, a rematch for the title as well. I mean, how many more guys are you going to put for that title scene? Lots. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Just lots. So finally, we come to Shimmer. Hey. All the taping results for volumes four, 54 and 55 from Saturday and 56 and 57 on Sunday. Uh, dark matches, which show, uh, I believe it's called Sparkle, isn't it? Uh, yes. 
I don't think they've released for anything, but they're just dark matches that are just described as sparkle. But uh, for 54, Marty Bell and Mr. Sember and Angie Sky beat Pink Flash, Kira, Zandra Bale, and Leah Von Dutch. And Hyde Lovelace defeated Angelus Lane. Shimmer 54 started off with Miss Natural versus Santana Garrett. Santana getting the win after a Shimstar press. Mischief beat Rhea O'Reilly via a Desecrator. Evie beat Kimberly via a, a variant of a Go to Sleep. Calamity defeated uh, Yu Yamagata with a Calamityville Horror Driver. And then, <coughs> now, is part one of the epicness. Vader Scott and Shazza McKenzie taking on Regeneration X, Lever Bates and Alice in Danger, as... Raphael and Donatello from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh, like Vader Scott actually get the, gets the win, actually, for her team. Rolling up Allison. Yeah. Kana managed to make Jesse, Jesse McKay submit to the cross-arm breaker. Ayoko Hamada defeated Melanie Cruz with a moonsault. Then Jessica Havoc defeated Serena Deeb with the Michinoku driver, thanks to interference. That kind of got set up in the pay-per-view, which we'll review in the next segment. But, yeah. Because I don't believe Havoc is a, a fish, was officially part of the roster. No, no. I'm guessing that... she is now. <laughs> now she is. Then the Shima Tag Team titles on the line. The Canadian Ninjas... Well, the the G three as they call as they call themselves, the Global Green Gangsters, Kelly Skateman, Tomoka Nakagawa, defeated the Canadian Ninjas via countout. Wow, they really want to keep those belts, don't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, then a uh, real upset <coughs> in the four way match between Courtney Rush, Madison Eagles, Soraya, and Athena as Courtney Rush steals a pin on Athena to become number one contender to the title. Mm. Speaking of the title, cheerleader Melissa retains successfully against Mercedes Martinez. So, <coughs> that's Shimmer 54. 55 now, uh, Jesse McKay pinning Yu Yamagata, w- winning, sorry, should I say. Uh, Alison Kay, along with Taylor Maid, made Thunder Kitty tap to the Goga Platter. Uh, Jessica Havoc and Sassy Steffi beat Heidi Lovelace and Santana Garrett. Then Soraya Knight comes out to the ring and apparently says that Christina Von Eri attacked her during the mission. So we get a match here. Soraya Knight initially won, but the referee reversed the decision when he saw Soraya use the foreign object. Hey, it was a British object. That isn't foreign. So Von Eri wins by DQ. And interestingly, Von Erie says, oh, Soraya, you've been running off your daughter's coattails. Her daughter, of course, being Brittany Knight, a.k.a. Paige from NXT, which makes Soraya less than happy. Or should I, sh- or should I say, batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. Which I have every right to, because... Soraya was Soraya was wrestling in Shimmer before 
Britney was, I'm pretty sure. And considering how I've barely seen Paige on NXT, then again I've barely seen NXT because nobody ever gets to really broadcast it over here. Although I will say, although it isn't indie wrestling, considering I, I suggest everybody watch next week's show, not the one that's just gone this past week, but the one coming up, because it's the Clash of the Champions and pretty much every match is an indie re- match that happened four years ago. Mm. Except, no, it can't be because Antonio Cesaro doesn't have the tag titles. Uh, the US title. Balls. Not anymore. <laughs> then again, Wade Barrett versus uh, Bo Dallas will be good. But I'm still, I'm still intrigued by Adrian Neville, aka Pack, versus Kofi Kingston. Oh, I gotta catch that'll up. Be, that, that'll be like, okay, who can do the most slippiest flip stuff first? I gotta catch up on this stuff on NXT. I, I've only seen his debut match. I gotta catch up on this stuff. Um. So, after Soraya, after basically Soraya going over the edge, the refs break it up, and Bryce says, "If Soraya doesn't go back, go to the back." She'll be kicked out of Shimmer, so Soraya just walks. Athena beats Taylor Maid with the O-Face. The title's on the line again for the Shimmer Tag Teams. The Shimmer Tag Team belt's on the line once again, sorry. Uh, as Vader Scott and Chaz McKenzie win via DQ against the Canadian Ninjas, because they, they hit them with the belts, because basically... Canadian Ninjas tried to walk out again. So methinks there's going to be more momentum there. Then Calamity beat Mischief with a Calamityville Horror Driver. Uh, Tamaka Nakagawa beat Lever Bates. <clears throat> Actually, no, because that was... No, it was, G, it was G3 taking on... Um, Regeneration X. It's, uh, it's just the, the result isn't fully up here. Um, in case you're wondering, Regeneration, this time we're dressed up old school, I guess, as Thing 1 and 2. <laughs> Which no doubt piss off Kimberly and Shine, but anyway. But she's not there, so... <clears throat> yet. <laughs> oh, sure, yet. Uh, the Canadian just interrupt saying that 3G don't deserve another title shot. But Bryce Remsburg sets up two singles matches for tomorrow instead. Madison Eagles beats Kana. Mercedes Martinez beats Ioka Hamada. And then, at the end, Chilida Melissa beats Courtney Rush, successfully defending her Shimmer title again. And that's, that's the end of the first night of tapings. So now we come to 56-57. 56, Sparkle had Angelus Lane beat Marty Bell and Zandra Bale and Pink Flash beating Angie Sky and December. So now Shimmer 56. Kimberly beating Shazza McKenzie. Lever Bates beating Miss Natural. Uh, Rio O'Reilly defeats Leah Von Dutch. Kelly Skater beats Nicole Matthews. Soraya Knight made Jesse McKay tap out to the Broida Rocking Horse. Mia Yim beat Evie. Uh, Maiden Sin 
beats Mischief and Christina Von Eri. Thanks to interference from Soraya Knight. Then Portia Perez versus Tomoko Narugawa ended in a double DQ. And the basically both tag teams turned up and started beating the hell out of each other. So they'll now compete on the following show, 57, in a no DQ, no count out match. So there's basically going to be a winner. One way or the other. It had to be. Yeah. Four-way match now with Kana, Ayako Hamada, Mercedes Martinez, and Hugh Amagata. Kana getting the win. Then Alison Danger reveals that her final match will be with Lever taking on Ayako Hamada and cheerleader Melissa. Next, we have Madison Eagles to beat Athena. Mm. So, yeah. Madison Eagles with momentum, apparently Athena not. Serena D pins Jessica Havoc. So I guess that's what all. Why not? You're going to have a rubber. Yeah. That's probably 58 or whatever. And then Chilean de Melissa defeated Calamity to retain the Shimmer title. Now we come to 57 and quite a few things went down here. Uh, first off, Santana Garrett beat Rio O'Reilly. Melanie Cruz beat Zandra Bale. Jessica Havoc beat Mia Yim. Uh, Von Eri, Scott and Mackenzie defeated Knight and Maiden Sin. Von Eri pinning Knight after a punch with a foreign object, which may or may not have been British. Thunder Kitty beat Sassy Steffi. Athena beat Kimberly. Uh, Jesse McKay beat Mercedes Martinez and Karna mm. made Calamity tap out. So Karna gets the win. Now we come <coughs> to the interesting stuff. Regeneration X, their final cosplay was Alice in Danger. They came out with... Alice in Danger masks, I guess. I, I I don't fully know. All I can tell from Lever's Twitter is that's what it was. You know, Regeneration X's final cosplay is Alice in Danger. That's it kind cool. of had like mascara or whatever on the mask. It was a nice. It was a nice thing. I don't know whether it's. I heard some people say it was like zombies, but they had like masks on, so they couldn't really be zombies. But uh, this was interesting. Regeneration X win, but only via reverse decision disqualification, because Chili de Melissa had a Fujiwara armbar on Danger, which won them the match, but Melissa then refused to release it. So, the decision got reversed. Amada was less than pleased. So then Chile and Melissa attacked Amada. And this is, this is something that worries me. Apparently, every Shimmer champion has to be a heel. <coughs> Can't we have a face champion for a change? Considering Soraya's... How long was Soraya champion in Shimmer? Oh, for a couple yeah. of months. Probably. Or only for a couple of months. 
I'm not sure. But then, um, actually, I need to move away from the results because there's more details on the uh, on, on another on another well another place. Uh, afterwards, Alice in Danger came out and said, "Well, I guess explain the reasons as to why she was retiring," which is pretty. It, it kind of surprised me and, not surprised, but it was kind of a su- surprise that uh, she gave a, she basically revealed that back in January she suffered a stroke. And afterwards the doctors found non-life-threatening lesions on her brain. Yeah. So... Uh, that's why she's taking a step away, which, yeah, if she's going to stay backstage and whatever, or possibly at commentary for some of the matches, good on Alison. She deserves it. But, <clears throat> wow, that's, and then at the end, she thanked, you know, she thanked all the fans and dedicated her match to Larry Sweeney. Which is something is going to follow through pretty much all of this show's music intros and outros. Because I completely forgot that... I think it was roughly when this went up this time last week was actually the two-year anniversary of uh, Larry's death. Yeah, I I completely forgot about it as well, but... uh... (coughs) Yeah, I definitely have a lot of good memories about uh, Larry Sweeney. Uh, mm. You know, uh, I remember seeing him in, in Chikara. That's what, that was my first exposure to Larry Sweeney. And he was the uh, Texarkana champion. Uh, you know, he had the belt like forever. <laughs> and, you know, he, he had good charisma. He really did. And he went on to different companies. Uh, definitely had more exposure in Ring of Honor. Of course, when he had the... Uh, Sweet and Sour International Stable going on. Uh, I believe, uh, I know Sarah DeRay was there. Um, I, I think he was, I think there was like Bobby Dempsey was there as well trying to try to make him a star, I guess. I don't remember exactly. Uh, definitely a great manager, a great talker, a good wrestler. But Yeah, uh, Young Lions Cup 2 champion. Yeah, but you know, had problems and um, uh, you know it was revealed that he was bipolar and uh, sadly uh, took his own life but uh, you know he'll definitely be missed and you know he was a a big big part of Chikara and after his uh, unfortunate passing uh, Chikara decided that they'll make their first championship the world champion which was eventually the grand champion and they decided to have a 12 large summit tournament, which was in tribute to Larry Sweeney. Yeah, if you if you check out Twitter and search hashtag 12 large and look down, God knows how many indie wrestlers have put the hashtag in around the time of uh, what would have been his birthday and uh, the anniversary of his death. 
I mean, Ultramantis Black, Quackenbush, Eddie Kingston. I think Steam possibly did one. But I actually just noticed we're, we're, we're nearly an hour into recording, so I better get this out of the way and then we can get the rest of it done relatively quick. <laughs> Before I die on air from this affliction that I've got for some bizarre reason. Uh, Madison's Eagles beat Courtney Rush. And then the final match, thanks to a straight jacket inverted DDT, Kelly Skater pins Portia Perez and Canadian Ninjas are no longer tag team champions. G3. Kelly Skater and Tamaka Nakagawa are your new champions. Yes, the Global Green Gangsters are the new Shimmer Tag yeah. Champions. Yes, indeed. So, there you go. That's all the results and all the news for this week. When we come back, we're actually going to go to Shimmer's iPay-Per-View, their very first one, Shimmer 53, from a couple of weeks back. And, um, spoilers, my word, this was a good show. But, we'll get to that. Uh, we'll be back in a few minutes for another part of the whole indie show here on the SNS Radio Network. Announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic, where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. And I'll see you at the matches. It's go time. Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com.
What's up, guys and gals? This is Sensational Sequel, Sensational Sean, right here with you. You can catch myself and Ashley, yes, that is his name, on the open book every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. You'll catch us doing video games, the open book, fantasy, EFET, and movie and entertainment news. So check us out every Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time at snsradionetwork.com. Come check us out. The following is a public service announcement from Wrestling News Live. Reasons not to marry a porn star. Did you hear the news that uh, Tito Ortiz was arrested for domestically abusing his uh, his girlfriend, Jenna Jameson? Well, he probably tried to fuck her. It was like throwing a hot dog down a hallway, and he just said, What the fuck? Where have you been? Slap! <laughs> that reminds me of the quote from Triple H a couple years back. When he said, you know, even a 747 looks uh, small flying in the Grand Canyon. I mean, how can you, in all honesty, be a person not in the porn industry married to a porn star and be okay with it? (laughs) You know what? I'd have a serious problem with that. I mean, let's say she's got an early shoot. She gets up, she washes her pussy and goes to work. (laughs) Then you wake up, and while you're eating pancakes, she's fucking somebody else while you walk to the mailbox to get the mail she's fucking somebody else when you come inside and turn on the tv and have a cup of tea she's fucking somebody else then she's having lunch while you're taking a nap in your lazy boy she comes back from lunch and punches in and starts fucking somebody else Then she comes home, you tell the bitch that you want dinner, she makes you something in the microwave and goes to bed, and you're jacking off because she spent all day fucking somebody else. <laughs> you're having tea, she's getting tea bagged. <laughs> oh, I love this show. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by the good folks at Wrestling News Live. <laughs> Segment on this week's holiday show with Ashley and Sandro and Shimmer 53 happened, I think, last, not last Saturday, Saturday, April the 6th, 2013, on iPay-per-view and all that, uh, and I must say, I'm not actually going to give my individual thoughts on all the matches, because I can tell you now, Every single one of them was good to excellent. There was no one weak match. There was no, how shall I put it? There was no tons of funk and funkadactyls versus Team Rhodes, Scholars and the Bellas. Even though Cody Rhodes and Sandow are better than that. So, we actually open with... Returning Mia Yim, uh, who's been on tour for quite a bit in Japan, taking on the returning Amazing Kong. And this was a good match, I'll, I'll say that definitely, but 
Towards quite a lot of it was really just Kong beating down. Yeah, yeah. Miriam did get in some nice offense, but quite a lot of it was just the the size advantage, let's just say. <laughs> yeah, as you said, um, Khan was definitely dominant throughout the first half of the match, but uh, it then turned to a back-and-forth kind of match. Uh, obviously, Mia Yim uh, used her speed as her advantage. But uh, after several counters between both women, uh, Kong managed to hit a set-out powerbomb, or an awesome bomb, and got the three count for the win. No implant buster. Boo! <laughs> Although I will have to say this was a short match. I'll probably say this right now. Pretty much throughout the first half of the show, pretty much all the matches at that point were really short. And I think that might have been yeah. due to the fact that uh, the show started late, which I believe it was due to the uh, high pay-per-view issues that they were having from WWN Live. So, thanks to the building not getting internet in properly. Yeah, pretty much. So thanks to those assholes. The, the show was delayed. Thanks, Meadowlands Expo Center. <laughs> yeah, the show was delayed for uh, I think it might have been like twenty minutes or so at least. It's so bad you became the Fandango of indie wrestling. <laughs> Popular for one minute and then <laughs> hated the next. I don't know, but. Next, we had an Amber Gertner interview with Serena Deeb. And she basically, because this is Serena's return after 18 months out with serious head injury. And probably just to recover from the fact that she was completely victimized in WWE. I guess. <laughs> I don't remember. And that wasn't CM Punk's fault. That was WWE back, back book, you know, booking fault. Yeah. I gotta say, taking uh, it too seriously. Yeah, I, I gotta say, uh, she looked great when she came out. You know, she looked at her yeah. 100%. Uh, she was very excited, and of course, the fans welcomed her back. And uh, yeah, before she could even say anything, uh, out of nowhere, Jessica Havoc comes to the ring and basically attacks Serena. And then uh, a few seconds later, Sassy Steffi and Nevea comes in to join Jessica to attack Serena. And at this point, uh, Regeneration X of uh, Alice in Danger and Lever Base comes out to help S- Serena. Um, with chairs. Yes, with chairs. I just forgot about that. And uh, the heel team basically runs out of the ring quickly. And basically, Alice in Danger gets the mic and basically challenges all three girls into a uh, six-woman tag match for later on. Yeah. And uh, You can big- either get out the building... Or you can stay and fight later. Yeah. So pretty much they accept the match. And it is set for later on in the night. Or the Uh afternoon, in this case. Yeah. Next up, we had an interesting match with Cherry Bomb and Kimberly. I think Kimberly's debut in Shimmer. Taking on Vader Scott and Shazza McKenzie. Oh, yeah. And... Obviously, we haven't seen the Shimmer stuff because it hasn't been released yet, but I was impressed by Vader and Shazza as a tag team. Oh, yeah. Uh, same here. And uh, I gotta say, I like the look that they had. You know, it makes them more like an actual tag team. Um, the match was, you know, it, it was good. Another good match, but it was short, though. I will say that. Yeah. Um, the finish came 
Well, kind off of, camera. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even see the finish because the cameraman, for some reason, was looking at the outside. So it didn't catch the moment uh, the finish came. But uh, Dave Prezak basically said that. Um, oh, excuse me. Uh, Vader Scott hit a, a mind trip, which was uh, Daisy Hayes' uh, finishing move. And uh, she got the win uh, for her team. At some points in the, the events, I was kind of wondering whether the cameraman was supposed to be zooming in on the butts of all the wrestlers. <laughs> it did happen quite a lot, which is kind of worrying. We're, we're not TNA here. Sorry, Impact Wrestling. Yeah, that's true, but... Then again, if we were Impact Wrestling, every every wrestler would have a camera on their head and we'd see it from their point of view. Well, well I guess it's a good thing they weren't trying to touch them. Because if they did, they would get there. <laughs> God, imagine if they were trying to do that to Soraya Knight. My God. <laughs> Turn Iron Cheek. I beat the fuck out of you. <laughs> he might do it. <laughs> but yeah, Vader's mind trip and... I wouldn't say an upset victory because... Scott and, had Scott and Chazza teamed up before? Uh, in Shimmer, pretty much. Yeah. Next up was... <laughs> a five-woman. Uh, it was a single eliminate. It was. It was not an elimination match. It was a. It was a single match, basically. Five-way. Yeah. Rio O'Reilly versus Evie versus Calamity versus Christina Von Eri. Hashtag Oi. Versus Yu Yamagata, and. As uh, I think, as you mentioned last week, this was the debut of Christina Von Eri's normal hair, not spiked up like a mohawk. Yeah. And no disrespect to Christina, but I kind of prefer it down because it it actually looks better down. <laughs> well, she kind of looks Sarah Del Rey ish with it down. Really? Oh, it's kind of the... Well, quite a lot of wrestlers have that kind of hairstyle <laughs> with a kind of cut like that. I couldn't really call it a Dale Ray because quite a lot of them had it like that. But well, me personally... I prefer it to the Hawk, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, me personally, I don't mind either way. I, I thought she looked great with her hair down, but, you know, part of me... I do miss her with the spiked up hair, so, you know, I don't mind either way, so... Yeah, the spiked hair makes her less oi. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I say that. Yeah. Um, this was another short match, but it was still good regardless. Um, all the girls, they they did what they did. They put all their spots in. And um, <clears throat> uh, the finish came with uh, when Yamagata was uh, about to attack Rhea O'Reilly, but... Uh, Christina pulled Yamagata to the outside, and this got Christina to hit a lung blower on on Rhea for the win. Uh-huh. Uh, next up, I guess the dream match, I guess you could say, because this was Mercedes Martinez versus uh, Yumi Kurihara in what was Kurihama's... Uh, last match in America because she's 
I think they said she's retiring in August. Yeah. But just as a special thing, she dropped everything and uh, made sure she was part of Shimmer 53. And this was a very good match, I will say that, mm-hmm. between the two of them. Yeah, no doubt. This was a, a really good match. Uh, uh, the, basically, the finish came when uh, Martinez hit a brain buster and she got the three counts. Uh, this was a, a pretty good uh, back-and-forth match. Um, there were uh, a couple of spots where they were going to uh, stiff at each other, mostly uh, Ayumi. Uh, she was very well received by the crowd. And um, after the match, uh, once uh, Mercedes left to the back, uh, Ayumi was in the ring. And, you know, the fans were, you know, were cheering for her, uh, saying farewell. And they were basically saying arigato to her as she was leaving. Yeah, but as as I guess the uh, old saying goes, best way to go out is on your back. Because Kurohara had quite a lot of success previously in Shimmer. Mm-hmm. I don't think she was ever champion, but she had quite a lot of wins under her belt, certainly. Oh, yeah. Next up. Oh, this is a good one as well. Jessica Havoc, Nevaeh, and Sassy Steffi, along with Mademoiselle Rochelle, taking on Serena Deeb and Regeneration X. Or should I say Serena Deeb... Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> oh my god, I love this. Uh, when they came out as Jay and Silent Bob, uh, the crowd. Uh, Silent Bob even had the cigarettes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, the goatee and the mustache and all. Um, and the most intriguing thing is the beard survived throughout the whole match. Well, pretty much until it was pulled off later on. Yeah. Uh, the fans, uh, they, react, they reacted uh, pretty positive uh, when uh, Regeneration X came out as uh, Jay and Silent Bob. They loved it. Uh, of course, it was very fitting, of course, the show being at New Jersey. So it definitely made sense. And um, the, the ring announcing when they introduced uh, Jay and Silent Bob, you know, at weighing at us, Smoochie Boochie or whatever. <laughs> I, yeah, weighing in Smoochie Boochies. Yeah. <laughs> That was just great. But uh, on to the match itself. Um, this was actually a good uh, six-woman tag. Uh, I enjoyed it from start to finish. Um, during parts of the match, um, whenever Jessica Havoc was in the ring, um, she wanted no part of Serena Deeb. Uh, you know, definitely uh, was running away whenever Serena was tagged in the match. So, you know, Jessica would usually tag in somebody else in the match. Um, basically the finish, uh, pretty much came out of nowhere, um, when, uh, Serena Deeb hit a spear on the Vea and got the three count. But after the match, uh, Jessica Havoc attacked Serena from behind and basically, uh, took her out. And at this point, uh, Regeneration X, uh, tried to help her out, but, uh, they were attacked by the other heels. Uh, while that happened. Um, kind of laying the foundations for what happened at the uh, Shimmer tapings this past week. Yeah. Uh, one thing I do want to point out, uh, there was a spot where uh, Jessica Havoc uh, choke slam, uh, leave a bait, and damn, that was like crazy choke slam when she did. That was, that, that's kind of, 
Stiff isn't stiff isn't giving it enough justice. Oh no. It was like stiff to the power of infinity. <laughs> yeah. Next up, Jesse McKay versus Madison Eagles. Mm-hmm. Australia versus Australia. <clears throat> and a rematch, I believe, from Shimmer 35. Can't remember off the top of my head, but I believe they faced each other for the Shimmer title, didn't they? I believe so. And I think it was certainly a very good match here as well with the two of them. Yeah, this was a a good match. Another good back and forth match. Um, basically, the finish came when um, um, Justin McKay was going for a hurricanrana, but uh, Madison countered that and countered it into the, a hellbound, which is basically a fireman's carry into a neckbreaker. But uh, instead of landing flat on the mat, um, her opponent lands on Eagle's um, knee. So that was a pretty bad when it wasn't bad the way she attempted it looked good but you know gotta feel bad for Justin McKay and uh, she got the three count for the win so uh, definitely puts uh, Madison Eagles on the, on the ladder as far as the Shimmer Championship and as as far as the results from the past Shimmer tapings we find we find out that she's getting there closer and closer mm-hmm. next up the tag titles on the line so disregard everything we said about 3G winning, because they haven't won it yet, apparently. <laughs> oh. uh, it was Made in Sin, Tane Made in Alison K. Woo-hoo. 3G, the Global Green Gangsters, Kelly Skater and Tomoka Naragawa. Uh, Carter and Nufisto, managed by Peekaboo. <laughs> and Peekaboo apparently is like a Cabbage Batch Kid doll. Or like a, a porcelain style doll. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't really say cabbage patch kid. Especially after one of the new stories which I'm gonna have to talk about on the on the recording I'm gonna have to do about DreamWorks buying out trolls, but anyway. Uh-oh. <laughs> and the final people obviously were the tag team champions themselves, the Canadian ninjas. Borsche President and Cole Matthews. This was an elimination match. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took a while for the eliminations to happen, but before any one of them did, we had our first holy shit moment. <laughs> Except this was a holy shit moment with negative aspects, because Lufisto was going for a moonsault. Oh, yeah. From the top of the ropes to the outside. She lost balance. So, she went up again a second time. Did the moonsaults and apparently, her sense of direction went wrong because where they were basically right at the ring post next to her, Lufisto decided to land pretty much opposite the other ring post. And she pretty much went straight fed first, or certainly face body first, front, front, front of body first down to I guess concrete because I didn't see any mats yeah it was concrete yeah ba- yeah. basically everybody else was brawling on the outside now let me paint a picture for you they were on the right handed corner on the hard camera side and Vistel, instead of going to the right she makes a left 
Uh, I know there was maybe three of the women involved in the match on the left side, so I don't know if she was going for them. But they tried to catch the pistol, but she did land it like really hard on the concrete floor. So much so that Alison Danger, who was on commentary for this part of the show, actually, and even one of the Canadian ninjas, I noticed, was actually checking on Lufisto to make sure she was all right. Yeah. You know, put everything aside, because I think everybody knew, okay, this is all mighty fuck up. Yeah, but... Not in a good way. Yeah, but uh, within, uh, I would say, what, maybe like 30 seconds later, uh, Lufisto was back on the feet and went back in the ring, but... Quite a few of the moves she did, though, from that, she was groggy. Yeah, you can tell immediately. But um, before we continue with the match, I want to bring up something that happened uh, before that happened. Uh, During the match, uh, there was, I guess, a spot where the Canadian ninjas were in the ring... And it seemed that they were going to fight each other, but they decided to pull in Ebosan and decided to wrestle very slowly. Oh, yes, I remember that now. For, for a second, I actually thought they were going <clears> to <throat> try to pull a uh, finger poke of doom. Because I was really <laughs> that. But uh, it took a while until uh, Kelly, Kelly Skater came in and dropkicked both the ninjas. I remember there was a, another another point in the match where uh, uh, Kana was wrestling uh, uh, Made in Sin. At, uh, at one point, uh, Kana hit a stiff palm strike on Taylor Made, and then she hit a back fist onto Taylor. And uh, when Connor was covering Taylor, Allison tried to come in and break up the pin attempt with a leg drop. But instead of hitting Connor, uh, she got out of the way and hit Taylor by mistake. And at that point, Connor hit a, a stiff right kick into Allison in the face. Mm. Very crazy. Big one. But order of eliminations here. Uh, Maiden Singh got eliminated first after Lufisto hit a burning hammer. On uh, Taylor Made, which itself the burning hammer looked like it could have gone wrong. Yeah, but she still because Lufisto it. was kind of still yeah. blah. Yeah, but she still put it off. Uh, she pulled it off like not, not like nothing phased her. So you gotta give yeah on that. Then Lufisto and Karma got knocked out after. Thanks to distract. Was it distraction from the ninjas? Uh. Yes, it was. And at that point, uh, Nakagawa uh, sprayed water on uh, Lufisto's face. Well, it was more like a green mist. No, it was water. It was water, water. okay. And at that point, uh, Kelly Slater uh, hit a roll-up, and Lufisto and Kana were eliminated at this point. And then, (laughs) to finish... um, Basically, Yakagawa was going to go for the thing again. Referee Bryce noticed that, and he said, look, I want you to spit it out. And while the referee was occupied with that, uh, Nicole Matthews grabbed a bottle of water, 
water mist sprayed into, or basically, yeah, sprayed from her mouth into Skater's face, and then Portia Perez does the roll-up, and Canadian Ninjas retain. Yeah, and um, by that point, um, Kelly Skater noticed that uh, Nakagawa had the water bottle, and she said, no, no, what are you doing? You can't do that. And uh, Nakagawa was confused because, you know, they wanted to win the match and the titles. So she'd assume that they'll win by any means necessary. But, of course, Kelly wasn't, wasn't for all that. So she, she just wanted to win. Uh, she wanted to win. A, she wanted to win without any shenanigans, basically. But this was a very good well, match. Yeah. I was, I was going to say she didn't win. She didn't want to win via shenanigans, but the second pinfall happened via shenanigans. Well, at that point, Kelly Skater didn't notice it when she used the the water the first time. She wasn't aware of it. Yeah, yeah, true, true. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, very good match. Yeah, very good match. I was very impressed by all four ladies. All eight women, excuse me. My apologies. So, next up, the penultimate match. Athena versus Hayaku Hamada. Oh. Hamada, of course, from uh, previously had a spell at TNA, and then because TNA didn't want to pay for her airfare anymore, they went, okay, you're no longer going to be knockouts tag champs. And completely misuse her, in my opinion. <laughs> but this match was... This match was holy shit for two reasons. One, the actual match, and two, the finish. <laughs> Great match. Because okay. I'm guessing the O-face is regularly done on the mat. Uh, no, actually, that's the way she does it. Okay. Yes. I, just because it was top rope, I thought, okay, this is like, you know, the super RKO that Randy Orton does. Very occasionally, it's like one of them. That's the way she always does it. She she always jumps off the the second turnbuckle and hits the the edge crusher, which is which is the old face, of course. And uh, she got the three count uh, cleanly uh, for the win. And at this point, uh, the series is uh, one apiece because Ayako Hamada beat Athena at the previous uh, Shimmer taping, which I believe was uh, fifty two, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. And of course, this was the you know, one match apiece. Uh, just very good match. And Athena shows you why she is definitely becoming one of the top up and comers as far as uh, women's wrestling. As I say, keep an eye out for her and AR Fox in the Queen King of the Ring thing that WSU are doing. Mm-hmm. Then again, does AR Fox need it? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Said it again. <clears throat> but yeah. So that 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 O face was actually a special one, because you said it was from the second turnbuckle. Mm. The one she did at Shimmer was from the very top. Yeah, sometimes she does it from. She usually does it from the turnbuckle, regardless if it's the second or third yeah. rope. But that's the way she always hits it. Um. Then there was a bit of a delay, but that's mainly because they were putting the cage up mm-hmm. for the final match. Cheerleader Melissa de- de- taking on the champ- champion of Shimmer, Soraya Knight, who apparently had a problem with nearly everybody in the crowd. 
because at first you didn't want to be even be in the match. And then got the mic and said, after I've kicked her ass, I'm going to kick all your asses as well. All hail, Sky Knight. Yes. <laughs> there is not enough of use of the word ass in blooming wrestling. It's too much ass. We need ass. Can you imagine uh, <laughs> uh, Crowley trying to interview her in person? Trying to think if uh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> is Soraya Knight going to be anywhere near Boston in June? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <clears throat> Slammiversary and all that. Well, I could probably meet up with her somewhere in yeah. England. <clears throat> oh, I don't know if we do that. I don't know. <laughs> that, w- that would be cool. Or maybe you can interview her. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd be privileged to. Although, I'm not I'm not as much an expert on women's wrestling as I should be. Oh, that's true. Perhaps we should get some of the listeners in on it. Canadian Barbarian. No. Yeah, he... he I know he's... Hopefully, hopefully, Chris, if you are listening to this, you are enjoying this because... Even before... Well, well this match was a brilliant match as well. Melissa getting the win after a... Well, she did... I think she did an airway crash, actually, in the match. But then did a second one and eventually got the win off that. Yeah. But then after the match, Soraya was so pissed. Uh, She she attacked, I guess, a cameraman or a fan at ringside. It was a fan, but... uh, And this fan was like... This fan was like the stupid chick from Bound for Glory 2009. You know, the one that wasn't Charmel. I can't remember who she is. Oh, uh, I know you're talking about, but I can't think of her name. All I remember is the bit from Botchamania when she basically gets hit every time and she sells it like death. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that was... That's pretty much what this fan did. (laughs) Yeah. He, like, got slightly touched and it's like, okay, he's dead. He's actually dead. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was a plant, but um, I just want to mention... I don't care. You, <laughs> you should sell stuff like death. Seriously. Wow. Um, before the finish happened, I want to bring this up during the match. Um, uh, Cheerleader Melissa was uh, going on the, at the top of the cage. Um, I guess she was trying to do a dive or something because one of the rules of the match was you can't win the match by climbing out of the cage. You have to win it by pinfall or submission. Pinfall, yeah. And at that point, uh, Soraya Knight went up to stop her. And she was trying to powerbomb her near the top of the cage. But uh, Melissa countered that into a Frankensteiner, uh, which which got the crowd to pop for that. Uh, and then, then she Melissa hit a missile drop kick. And then she hit the another air raid crash for the win. Uh, this was a, another good match. I I liked it. Uh, although my only problem with it, and this this is only production wise, um, of course, if you watch the show, it's only the the pay per view version. It's not a like a DVD version. So if you watch that cage match, there there's points where it looks kind of grainy, and that's due to the quality of the the show. But hopefully when the DVD version gets out, it probably looks clearer. 
But other than yeah. that, great match. And what would you grade the show, Ashley? Because I'm honestly not sure. I'll A to A might. Well, I. Yeah, I'll give it an A. It wasn't overly outstanding, but there was no weak match at all. Mm. Myself, I'll give it an A minus, and that's due to the fact that the first half of the show, uh, the matches were short, but that was due to the fact that it, it got delayed due to the streaming issues that they had. Um, but not, it wasn't any bad match. All the matches were good to to excellent. Uh, can't really complain other than that. Uh, I actually recommend people to watch the show, whether it's on. On WWN Live, you can still watch the archive of the show, or you can wait for the DVD version to get released. I definitely recommend it. Um, what do you think was the match of the night to you for this show? Personally, Athena Hamada, because that was just that was just action packed to the extreme. I would agree, definitely Athena. Versus a Yaku Hamada match was definitely the match of the night to me. Uh, definitely a runner-up mentions have to be that uh, four-way uh, tag team match for the Shimmer Tag Titles. That was a very good match as well. But Athena and Ayako stole the show, in my opinion. That was a great match. Yes, indeed. So, <clears throat> wow, we've actually done a segment that's lasted only about half an hour. Wow. <laughs> I guess that makes up for the first segment being long. Well, it, really, we sh- we should have done the Shimmer stuff here, but I wanted to do it in part of the news because of the Larry Sweeney stuff, and because qu- quite a bit of news came from it. So, well, let's face it: if we decided to review the show, like like describe it, like second by second, you know, move by move, we'll be here for a while. Yeah, we don't we don't we don't want to do it. We don't want to do a full thing. I mean, we've got CCW coming up. Possibly next week. We might be talking about Shine next week, depending on what goes down. Yeah, that's true. We're Speaking not- of... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, we're not sure what we're going to review next week, but uh, we'll let you know on the Facebook page. We've got quite a few things we can review. We've got... old. We've got the early shows from Season 12 of Shikara... We've got CZW's WrestleCon show. Um, possibly Best of the Best coming up as well. So we'll be intrigued to see that. Um, <clears throat> Ring of Honor we've already reviewed, but I watched that back. And my God, Vader Scott had a busy week as well. That <laughs> I didn't realize Vader Scott was involved in Ring of Honor in the uh, main event. <laughs> that was... <laughs> She's busy everywhere, man. She's busy in uh, Shimmer, AIW, Ring of Honor. She's a busy chick. Yeah, busy to the extreme, definitely. So, uh, next up is some picks, as ever, because apparently indie wrestling never gives up. (laughs) There's never an off week. There is something happening every week. Which is worrying for me because I, I I'm kind of fearing that this is what's bring, making me ill. 
He's like, I'm getting, I'm, I'm overdosing on Indy, which shouldn't be possible because Indy's drinking awesome. <clears throat> but, yeah, we've got quite a few. We've got Wrestling Is. Cool. Yeah. I just say Wrestling Is because <laughs> I'm waiting for somebody else to say any, you know, any single word that you can think of. It's Mike. There's too many wrestling is 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 is. I'll say that before and I'll say it again. There's so many I lose track. It's like wrestling is fun. Wrestling is good. Wrestling is anti-disestablishmentarianism. Except they can't do that because they've already got awesome and art. Wrestling is wrestling is connect sports. There we go. There's your K. <laughs> but yeah when we come back wrestling is a cool show we'll be giving our picks on and giving you the card for you've got Shine 9 and 2CW which all important which I'll say before and we said last week and we're going to say it again this week it's a free paper well it's a free eye pay-per-view well, one it's of a free, them. It's a free. Well, one of them is. It, but it's a free preview, and mm. what's on the free preview looks pretty damn awesome. Sad. Interestingly, as well, the 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 live event that isn't on pay per view looks awesome as well. So yeah, we've got all those to give you a rundown of the cards and picks for. So stay tuned. For more of a whole indie show on the SNS Radio Network, we'll be back after another classic Larry Sweeney theme, some adverts, and we'll be back with another uh, another Larry Sweeney tune as well when we come back. So we'll see you in a few minutes. Are you an Impact Wrestling fan? Are you looking for a place where you can talk about TNA Wrestling and give your opinion on the product? Then you have to tune in to TNA Chat Live every Thursday night at 10.30 Eastern, 8.30 Mountain, where I break down this week's episode of Impact Wrestling, talk some TNA news, and of course take your phone calls and emails over at TNA Chat Live at SNSRadioNetwork.com. So join us every Thursday and cross the line right here on the SNS Radio Network. Every Thursday, the SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes. 
when I want, okay, I, wa- I caught SmackDown again. I caught, she- I skipped Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think that his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich. Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from HeadlocksHeadlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal Independent scene. Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog Jesse James. Present. What's going on, this is Kazarian. And this is the fallen angel Christopher Daniels. And future. Hey guys, it's Dream of Keith. And so much more. So join the guys every week on Running the Ropes right here on the SNS Radio Network. <laughs> Hey, wrestling fans, do you want to break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W., and each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. JJ His charm is so contagious, vaccines have been created for it. Years ago, he built a city out of blocks. Today, over 600,000 people live and work there. He is the only man to ever ace a Rorschach test. Every time he goes for a swim, dolphins appear. Alien abductors have asked him to probe them. If he were to give you directions, You'd never get lost, and you'd arrive at least five minutes early. His legend precedes him, the way lightning precedes thunder. He is... J.J. The most interesting man in the world. He has amassed an incredibly large DVD library, and it is said that he never once alphabetized it. If he were to mail a letter without postage, it would still get there. When it is raining, It is because he's thinking about something sad. The pheromones he secretes have been known to affect people miles away in a slight but measurable way. He once punched a magician. That's right, you heard me. His blood smells like cologne. His hands feel like rich brown suede. JJ He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I listen to Wrestling News Live. Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty.
This week's whole indie show with Sandro and Ashley. Ashley, wow, this the meds are really kicking in now. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> as I sound even more raspy, we're probably gonna have to take a drink during this next segment or fifteen. So we'll start off with our picks this time and give you a run through of this weekend's cards with. Sunday's wrestling is cool. From Circleville, Ohio. Front row tickets $15, general admission $10, and all children, 12 and under, get in free with a paying adult. That's what, that's always something good about the Chicago shows. They make it accessible for the children. Mm-hmm. But here we've got seven matches listed. I believe that's the, they're the only seven that we know of. Uh, but first match on the card is Saturday and Heidi Lovelace teaming up to take on ACDC. Eric Cannon and Darren Corbin. <clears throat> Just to be a complete upset, I'm going to say Lovelace and Saturday. I'm going to go with ACDC. <clears throat> now, this is an interesting one. Christian Russo versus Matt Russo. Are these brothers? <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. Wow. And I'm wondering, are there... Is their father Vince Russo or what? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> are they fighting... Their mother, Renee? Are they wrestling for their father's affection or what? <laughs> their mother's Renee Russo. <laughs> It's like this is this is what happened after her and Pierce Brosnan had that crazy sex scene in Thomas Crown Affair. Oh. Everybody's gonna watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, for this one because I don't know either of the guys, I'm gonna say Russo wins. <laughs> yes, a Russo will win. Yes, it doesn't matter who. What if it's simple DQ? Oh! <laughs> okay, next one. Uh, Green Out and the Estonian Thunderfrog, so I guess the Baltic Baltic Siege. I, I, uh, how do you spell Siege in America? S E I G E. See, we do S I E. Hmm. Well, we don't. I, I before E, except after C. Well, we don't use the Queen's English, so use American English. Then. I before E, I before E, except after C, doesn't exist in America. No. <laughs> Fuck grammar. <laughs> this is America, damn it. America. Uh, speaking of America, I think the Baltic Sea your way. I don't know if you call it the Baltic Seas, because Green Night isn't a part of them, but either way. Oh, and by the way, they're taking on the Kentucky Buffet, if you don't know. Yeah. Sorry, um, I forgot to mention that. <laughs> uh, me, me and my hallucinogenic state. 
It's been a while since I've seen the Kentucky Buffet. Last time I saw them was in a Dragon Gate USA show back in 2000. Actually, it was last year, actually. No, wait. No, it was 2011. My, my bad. 2011 the last time I saw them. They're okay. But I'm going to go with uh, Green Ant and Thunderfrog. Next up, Dale Patricks versus Juan Francisco de Coronado. Your favorite. Who in no way is a ripoff of Del Rio. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, just because I'm manservant, Juan Francisco wins. Yeah, JFC is going to win as well. You know, He's going to win some in some form or fashion. Yeah, here's some other names I actually don't recognize. It's probably showing my ignorance or something. Ryan Mitchell and Chase Owens taking on Jason Kincaid and Sigma. <clears throat> Do you know anything about them, Sandra? Uh, no, I don't, unfortunately. Um, I'm assuming they might be uh, local talents uh, or might be uh, somewhere from the Midwest. But um, I guess I'm going to have to pick. I'm going to pick with uh, Ryan Mitchell and uh, Chase Owens. Well, just to be impartial, I'm going to say Jason Kincaid and Sigma. Um, I'm actually going to have a, trying to have a quick look to see what the uh, the events page and see whether there's anything about. Uh, as we go to the next match, oh, this is an interesting one: Amasis versus Mister Touchdown, mm. which I believe will be Amasis' first proper wrestling match back. I believe it is. Well, yeah, it is, actually. Um, this is tough. Um, you know what? I'm going to say Mr. Touchdown is going to win due to interference by somebody from the Bateri. Did they have an event last week? I'm just looking at their events page. and It said they had an event on April 14th as well. Yeah, they did. I couldn't find the results. So that's why we didn't bring it up. Oh. I couldn't find it. I haven't updated it yet. No. Ooh. Um, still, that's not too bad. Uh, for that one, I'm going to... Just because just I'm biased to the Assyrian portal, just because I want to see it reunite, I'm going to say it matters. <laughs> and also, there's no title on the line here. <clears throat> I'm looking and I'm seeing one Russo on their roster page, but not another. It's a bit confusing. And then the main event, Los Ice Greens, Al Mijo and Junior, taking on Frightmare, and I guess, special guest, Marty Giannetti. Hmm. <laughs> um... You gotta go with uh, you gotta go with the uh, oh the spectral rockers. You've gotta go for the spectral rockers. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, I'm gonna be different because I'm picking uh, one of my favorite tag teams in Chikara Lost Ice Cream. <clears throat> ah, okay. I have to keep track of how many of these wrestling there is, is that there are. I I've heard somewhere that uh, apparently there is a 
Wrestling is run. Wrestling is what? Run. Run? Yes. R-U-N. Run. I don't know what that is. I, I hope it's a joke. I don't know. But uh, I'm searching. I'm searching on Google, and there's nothing. I try to search it myself, but nothing comes up. Somebody, <laughs> somebody mentioned it on on the Facebook. I I think it might have been um, either uh, Mr. Touchdown or Ophidian that mentioned it on Facebook. Somebody mentioned it, but I know it said uh, wrestling is run. It's coming up. <clears throat> I'm trying to see when the next wrestling is show is happening. <laughs> Wrestling is Art's got a show in May with Funaki. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Should wow. be interesting. I'm trying to remember what the other ones are. Wrestling uh, is fun. Wrestling is awesome. They don't have a show at all. I'm actually doing this now just to look for who to try. Wrestling, well, wrestling is, is fun has got a show April 28th, so. You know what we're going to cover next week, people. <laughs> Wrestling is awesome. They don't have a show until like in June, if I'm not mistaken. July, actually. Oh, yeah, there you go. Wrestling is respect. Except that it's called Pro Wrestling Respect. Oh, you wrestling is heart. I've got Wrestling is heart as well. forgot about that. Wrestling is respect. That's not till June 30th, so that's a while away. I've got to go to wrestling his heart. Oh my word! I'm determined to f- check re- check all these. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Uh, oh, we might as well do this. We might as well do this now. Impromptu, impromptu. Okay. Um, April the twentieth, which is this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Wrestling is Heart's got a show in Lafayette, Indiana. Oh, look at that. <laughs> it's good we checked up. <laughs> so, we'll do these now. Right. Sorry, people, but we're, we're, we're doing this on the fly. Just like normal show, but anyway. Okay, we'll do live, damn it. <laughs> We've got Francis O'Rourke versus Trip Cassidy. Hmm. I'm going to go probably with Francis on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Frank. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Francis will work. Excuse me. God damn it. We've just lost Francis as a listener. <laughs> Next up, Gervais Cottonbelly versus Sue Jackson. Hmm. Uh, just to be different, I'm going to go with uh, Sue Jackson, is it? Yeah, I'm a bit worried because this is a battle of the mustaches. Wow. Because Sue Jackson's got like a curly mustache, and Gervais has got kind of like the porn star mustache on his mask. <laughs> so curly over porn stars. Gervais Cottonbelly wins. Uh, <laughs> uh, next up, uh, tag team match: Bliss and Castle versus Castle and Cage. I need to try and find out who those guys are. Because <clears throat> I don't recognize their names off the top of my <clears throat> head. Have a quick look. Uh, 
Oh, and they're not listed on their roster page. That's good. I'm going to say Castle and Cage just because one's got a hoodie on. That's all I'm. That's all I'm basing it on because I don't know enough about those guys. I'm afraid to say. Well then, I'm going to go with uh, Bliss and Castle. There we go. Next up, Dale Patrick's versus Eric Cannon. Screw it! I'm going to go for an upset, and Dale Patrick's wins. Well, I'm going to go with uh, Eric Cannon. Okay. Sasserine and Heidi Lovelace versus Lost Ice Creams. Hmm. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go with the ladies. I'm going to go with Sasserine and Heidi Lovelace. <laughs> Again, we're going opposite. I'm going Lost Ice Creams. <laughs> <clears throat> they deserve something. Uh, next up, Billy Rock versus Reed Bentley. Um, I'll probably say Billy Rock on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Billy Rock as well. Uh, we got Buck Boulder versus Darren Corbin. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Darren Corbin. <gasps> I'm going to go with uh, Darren Corbin as well, I think. And then, I guess your main event... Green Ant and Rus and one of the Russos, I don't know which one. It's, it's uh, Matt Russo. Matt, okay. Take you on Mr. Touchdown. <clears throat> and Pit somebody Pittman, I guess? Uh Joe Pittman. Joe Pittman. Yeah, I'm looking at I was gonna up. say, please don't let it be Sean. <laughs> uh, I can say that because he doesn't listen to this. Oh, uh, that's true. Anthony will no doubt relay the message. And I'm pretty back. and uh, and I'm pretty sure um uh, Sean doesn't look like uh, this Joe Pittman. Uh, I'm pretty sure about that. No, Sean would never have a a wisp of curl of his hair over his forehead. No. That ain't his style. Uh, for this one, I'll say Green Ant and Russo. Well, I'm going to go with Mr. Touchdown and uh, Joe Pittman. Okay, so that's all the wrestling is is, 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 is for this week. Next week, wrestling is fun. It's good at the research, though. That's, that's another thing we've got to add to the whole Indie Show Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, next we'll move on to Shine. Shine 9 happening Ebor City, Florida, at the Orpheum. As ever, Daphne hosting. Uh, might as well go through the other talent that's going to be involved in matches on the night. You got Rio O'Reilly, Brittany Savage, Courtney Rush, <coughs> Alison Kay, Shazza McKenzie, Jesse McKay, uh, Kelly Skater, one half of the Sigma Tag Champs, Santana, Mia Yim, Nikki Rocks, Evie, and Mercedes Martinez. But now we come to the first of the four. Shine Championship Tournament matches. And, wow, this looks problematic for all of them. First up, Madison Eagles versus Jessica Havoc. Hmm. 
Ooh, this is tough. Um, since this will be uh, Madison Eagle's uh, debut in Shine, but I'm gonna go with just I'm gonna go with uh, Jessica Havoc. I think because they've been, been putting quite a lot of momentum, I think yeah, Jessica Havoc will get the win. Next up, Soraya Knight versus Sue Young. Ooh. This is another tough one. I would say Sue Young just because she has a, a lot of momentum and shine, but I'm going to go with uh, Soraya Knight. I'm British. I'm biased. <laughs> Soraya Knight wins. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't think she'll win outright, but she'll win this and she'll go on to Shine 11. Because mm. I think Soraya was part of Shine 1, wasn't she? I think she was champ at the time. Oh, I think she was. Next up, the first of the two... the two Valkyrie-related matches. Angelina Love taking on Rain, accompanied by April Hunter. Hmm. Oh, this is interesting. Um... Kinda of difficult to choose, but I'm gonna go with Rain. I'm gonna go with Rain as well. No disrespect to Angelina Love, but I just think she doesn't deserve to be in the Shimmer or in the Shine Championship hunt just yet, considering she's only appeared on one show. Well, I would have said Angelina loved to win, but I think that um, they're trying to make Valkyrie like at least one of the yeah, members to go over. Valkyrie, and I think Rain would be the better choice. That's, yeah. So that's just me. And then the final tournament qualifier from Shine 9, Eva Lee with April Hunter taking on Jazz. This one, I think Jazz is going to get it. Yes. I, I think Jazz is going to win. Had a few. Also, go ahead. I was going to say I think Jazz is going to win. Although I think Eva Elise will definitely show a a good fighting chance that you know she'll go toe to toe with Jazz. Um, I do expect this to go a while, a little bit while, like a bit longer. Um, I don't see this being a short match whatsoever. Uh, this could be a show stealer, definitely. And then the main event, <clears throat> um, the Arkham Asylum Steel Cage match. <laughs> and we can pretty much guess that Lever is going to be Joker. Because oh. that's, that's what she cosplayed as to set up the match. And considering it's Arkham Asylum and... Joker is a big part of Arkham Asylum, the game. <clears throat> so, plus, what what's happened to Lever in the past twelve months is incredible. Oh yeah, because not only has she been doing the Regeneration X cosplay, but she's been doing her own stuff. And I honestly think, although it started last year, <clears throat> the battles between Lever and Kimberly. Is up there for feud of the year. 
Oh yeah, definitely. And I honestly think Leave will come out on top. Because she made some point. The point she made in the last one is, it was a uh, I quit match, and she never said I quit. Oh my goodness, this is a. Uh, you do make a. You do, you do bring up a good point. Um, this has been a very good feud for Shine. Uh, it's kind of tough to choose for me, but I'm gonna say enough set, and I'm gonna say Kimberly's gonna win. Okay, but um, yeah, I'm actually pleased that's the main event. Looking forward to it, and it should. Like, yeah. And then finally, we've got well, it's two CW, but I guess the technical ta- the technical t- is squared circle wrestling because mm-hmm. it's one of those little twos that you know squared is supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, start well. This is living on the edge eight, but there's two nights. The first night is going to be a live event only. The second one is going to be live event, but also the free preview. So we'll start with the first night, which is this Friday. We've got CK. Please don't tell me that's Calvin Klein. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Carr and Cage take on the electric dream machine of the studly Steve McKenzie and Loka Vida. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, CK. I think I'll go with CK as well. Now an all-out warfare match with Zachary Springgate III versus Bin Hamin. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Bin Hamin. I'm going to go with Zachary Springgate III because he sounds like a golfer. <laughs> Dave's love the third. We'll probably be a good match, though. Not that I know a lot of them, but from now on, there's names that I recognise <clears throat> in every match. <laughs> First up, Christina Von Eri versus Rachel Summerlin. I've heard uh, some good things about uh, Rachel Summerlin. Um, but uh, I want to go with Christina Von Eri. Um, I'm going to say... I'm probably going to say Von Eri. Although, I think it'll be a good match for someone, definitely. Uh, next up, a rematch. Colin Delaney versus Slick Wagner Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a while since I've uh, seen uh, Slick Wagner's Brown name. The last time I saw him was like... In a dark match with the uh, Ring of Honor. <laughs> that was the last time I seen him. But I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Colin Delaney. I'm gonna go with uh, Slick Wagner Brown for this one. Mainly because I think I know what's gonna happen in the second night, <laughs> P- possibly. 
Next up, a Force Count Anywhere match with Masada taking on Juggernaut Jason Axe. No, no disrespect, but I think this is a given. Masada will probably win. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, Jason Axe. Next up, we've got the two CW, well, Squared Circle Wrestling Tag Team Titles on the line as Punisher Vance like. Yeah, Vance like. That's a bit confusing. And Kevin the Man Graham defending against Scum, Carino and Jacobs. Just because I think that this is they've only done the squared circle stuff just for publicity. I don't think Scum are going to get the titles. I think Punisher and Graham will retain. <clears throat> yeah, I see the champions retain as well. Okay, next up, uh, Special Attraction, a rematch from, I guess, somewhere gave it a match of a year. John Morrison versus Sammy Callahan. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. Very interesting here. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Sammy Callahan. I think I'll agree with you, actually. I will, um, I'll go with Callahan as well. Uh, and the main event for the first night, Steen, Squared Suck Wrestling Champion, defending against ESFX. Yeah, it's, it's uh, no doubt that uh, Steen is going to retain. So. Yeah. Because <clears throat> we know what's happening the second night. Yeah. Steen retains, it's... It's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Probably. If they do a complete swerve on this, it <clears throat> makes no sense. So then we come to night two, which is free per view on, uh, I believe it's livesportsvideo.com. Yes. And uh, of course, uh, there's other stuff on the uh, URL link. So just go to our <laughs> Facebook page, The Whole Indie Show. We'll give you a direct link to the free iPay-per-view or the pay-per-view, whatever you want to call it. It's right on our page. Just go there, and we'll definitely post it again uh, right before the show goes on the air, which I just realized is going head-to-head with the, uh, <laughs> even though it's not wrestling, but it's going head-to-head with the UFC show on Fox. So oh, no. I'm going to be uh, quite distracted. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be... Well, no, what I'm going to do. <laughs> Just watch all of them at the same time. I'm gonna... I, don't whether, I don't know whether my station over here is doing a free... We- they, I remember one time they did a free weekend on the station that had the ESPN channel over here. Mm-hmm. And they actually had the UFC on for free. <laughs> Not because normally it's but normally that channel's behind a paywall, like 362 for, or three days of a year. But that weekend, it, t- it turned out coincided with a UFC. So I think the viewing figures for it in the UK was like massive because mm. it wasn't behind a paywall. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not talking like that's the thing. In essence, the UFC stuff is kind of like TNA pay per views for us. We get them. For, we get them for nothing except 
um, ESPN is a subscription channel, but it's like seven dollars a month. Mm. No, conversion wise, about fourteen dollars a month mm. for a subscription package. That's kind of a lot. But well, ten pounds a month, but for that you get you get other sports as well as UFC. Oh. You have to stay up till like four in the morning to watch the UFC. <laughs> hey, that's, that comes with the that comes with the territory. Yeah. You want to see live UFC? The, the, the intriguing thing is actually there's taking it completely away from wrestling before we get to the second night. Because of when it, what's going up to head to head with. I believe NBC is showing the Tyson Fury fight this weekend at like four Eastern, just so it's on prime time over here at about nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night. Hmm. Which is going to be at Madison Square Garden as well. Oh, well. All I will say though, Tyson Fury seems a bit of a nutcase at times. So he could be a prat. Oh. I don't find boxing, but uh, well, I guess. We'll then again, he's a British guy. Most of us are press. Oh. I mean, look at this guy. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, like I said, um, I'm going to be quite distracted that night because uh, the UFC show is very stacked, and with this uh, free IPA view, it's going to be kind of tough to keep my attention on which shows to watch. But I will try to keep my eye on this uh, free IPA view, regardless. A pretty stacked show, no doubt, and the show will happen at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Same time as the UFC. Yes. <laughs> but uh, let's start off with the show itself, with the card. Um, first off, apparently, um, Kevin Steen has challenged, for some reason, uh, Terry Funk. And we're going to see if Terry Funk responds to... Steen's challenge. Oh. Please don't tell me we're going to try and do an ECW barely legal. Oh, well, they're going to try to do something, so I guess they're waiting. Two yeah. minutes before it goes off the air. <laughs> Terry Funk is your champion. Oh, God. No. I mean, I love Terry Funk, don't get me wrong, but yeah, I don't want to see him. <laughs> Forever. Forever. <laughs> Forever. Forever. Yeah. Uh, now, this one's a bit interesting. First match, anyway. Uh, it's Pone and Graham's tag team title challenge. Basically, by the looks of it, any tag team can be in consideration for this. So, it's going to feature the tag champs, Punisher Van like and Kevin the Man Graham. It's also going to feature CK, Sean Carr and Cage, Planet Fitness, Cheech and uh, Muscle Marcos, The Electric Dream Machine with Studley, Steve McKenzie and Loco Vida. And although it doesn't say they're in tag teams, it also features Super Cop Dick Justice. Oh, <laughs> Super Cop Dick Justice, Peter D. Order, uh. and Eric M. Timmins. <clears throat> Oh. See now, now I'm pretty sure that means that Pon and Graham are probably going to win the first night. So I'm going to say CK actually win second night. 
I changed my picks. Really? I've done it again. <laughs> yeah, C C K win tonight and C K win night two instead. Well, I, I still see the the tag champs retaining regardless. But uh, one thing that kind of catches my eye is uh, somebody's gonna get sued because uh, Planet Fitness is actually a gym here in the states. So <clears throat> somebody might get sued for a copyright infringement. I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh God! Did Sly Stallone do a do a blooming gym? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I do my own gym. I call it Plural Fitness. Yo, Adrian, I did it. I did six hundred on the bench press. <laughs> anyway, next up, uh, Colin Delaney versus Dalton Castle. See, here I'm gonna go for Dalton. Just because he has and shares his name with a James Bond gap. <laughs> Just because I think Delaney isn't going to do a double victory over the two nights. Well, we're going to go with uh, Colin Delaney here, though. Okay. This is an interesting one. Mixed tag action. Pepper Parks and Cherry Bomb versus Jimmy Jacobs and Christina Von Eri. Hashtag why? Hmm. Very interesting match here. Yes, no doubt. But I'm gonna go with uh, Pepper Parks and Cherry Bomb. So I think Von Erie and Jacobs would actually be a good team. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that they can actually come out on top. Uh, I'm not gonna lie here. I'm kind of surprised that uh, Christina Von Erie isn't with Scum because I think she would be a great fit in that table. She can't be a Ring of Honor. She's too heavily embedded in CZW. No, well, she could try to work it out. I mean, hell, we <clears throat> see Adam Cole in CZW, so I mean, if he can do it, why can't Christina? Yeah, but that's because he's going places. <laughs> well, that's true. But hey, don't forget, um, you know, Davy Richards showed up at one point, which wasn't that long ago. So yeah, know. and then he said it was a piece of shit and walked out. Yeah, that's true. But there is some sort of a working relationship with us. Uh, then again. Knowing the previous reputation of J of Davy Richards, at least he did it to the company's face. Hmm. Oh, I went there. <laughs> like I said, there's there's some sort of working relationship with CZW and Ring of Honor. Yeah, so we'll see. Probably work working relationship, considering they basically helped each other along a few years back. Hmm. Next up, special attraction: Slick Wagner Brown versus Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Just because of the crap slash brilliant promo that Cabana did on his uh, YouTube page, highlighting that this is actually happening on 420. <laughs> um, I think Cabana wins. It's like, I will not do anything illegal on 420, Mr. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I'm pretty sure Jeff Hardy's going to celebrate. Uh, but, uh, anyways, back to the match. I'm going to go with uh, Cole as well. Okay. Next up, No Holds Barred, Spike Dudley versus Masada. This is... <laughs> this is David and Goliath here, people. Oh, my God. This is going to be very interesting. Um, You know what? I'm just going to go with Masada. <laughs> yeah. 
It's just... It looks too obvious. To, if, if Spike Dudley wins... I don't, I don't know whether I'll be pleasant... I'll be surprised. I don't want to be pleasantly surprised. But, uh... Next up, the stairway to hell. So I'm guessing this is a ladder match. With a guest referee of Jay Freddy. I don't know who he's on side with, if any. But it's Isis FX versus Juggernaut Jason Axe. Mm, expect this match to be a bloody match in some way or form. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Jason Axe. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Jason Axe as well. Uh, next up, the special attraction match. Matt Hardy versus Sammy Callahan should be a good one, definitely. Uh, I'm gonna go with an upset. I'm gonna go with uh, Matt Hardy. Is that truly an upset? Yes. <laughs> so, wow, where's two CW happening? It's in uh, Watertown. Oh, we're in New York, of course. Uptown New York. Upstate New York, excuse me. I might say Uptown. Trying to work out what, what's New York's affinity with Matt Hardy. Let's think back to Havana. Oh, wait. I've got a feeling Callahan's going to be the face and Matt Hardy's just going to be booed because he's Matt Hardy. I'll say Callahan wins anyway. But I wouldn't be surprised. And then finally... Whether the call gets answered or not, this match will be happening. The squared circle heavyweight title on the line. Kevin Steen defending against John Morrison. This should be a very interesting match. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with uh, Kevin Steen. Oh, I'm going to go for John Morrison. Because, I don't know. See, I don't know what's happening with Kevin Steen, because if he's not doing anything at Ring of Honor, he's going to be after doing other stuff, so. I could see more. I don't know how, I don't know how regular um, Squared Circle has events on. I, I think it's like maybe... Every once or two months, at least. Okay. But, uh, you know, I, I could see uh, Jomo winning as well, but um, I don't know, just for trying to keep him strong, I guess, because he's lost every other, other title, you know, in Ring of Honor and Pro Guerrilla. But uh, th- th- this is going to be their first uh, free eye pay-per-view, I guess. I just, I just see Kevin Singh retaining. Yeah, I think they're going to want to do something big for the free preview, so I'm going to say that's why I'm saying Joma as well. Alright. But with that, I don't think there's anything else. Nothing's going to crop up. No, wrestling is hard. Done. Wrestling is cool. Done. I'm going to have to make a note now of all the wrestling is, 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 is. as well as Shikara. Just to keep ahead of myself to know when the next events are. 
I'm trying to think. Next week, I think there might be an AIW event or an AAW event. It's, or both, or neither. No, it's uh, AIW. No, <clears throat> AIW. And, um... I think uh, there might be CZW next week, because I'm pretty sure they've got three... Is it three... Cont- it was like every two weeks, from what I vaguely remember. Um... It's going to be a special event. Um, I believe oh, they're doing yes, a, it is. A charity show, if I'm not mistaken. Special charity event, yeah. Yeah. I remember now, yeah. So that's happening, yeah. But then, as soon as May comes round, you've got Ring of Honor's Border Wars, I think, haven't you? Yep. Is that May 2nd or whatever? Early May. Yeah. Then you've got Chicago shows, as well as the Tag Grand Prix in mid-May. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, the other companies, AAW will probably have a show. Um, Shine aren't till later on. I don't think Sh- Shimmer aren't doing anything till like September now, are they? I'm not sure. They don't. They they normally do it like only twice a year, really, the taping. <clears throat> Now, now I'm confused as to why the uh, whole Indie Show Facebook page is asking us to want an engagement. What? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know whether that's. I don't know whether that's telling us. Speaking of the whole Indie Show Facebook page, <laughs> why don't you check it out? Yeah. <laughs> See if you get an advert saying "want engagement." I don't know what that is. I think that means that we can actually put an advert banner up, but I don't think we need to. Well, you, I don't think we're that over on the internet just yet. Well, besides that, we have to pay in order to, for that to happen. So. Okay, that's, that's never going to happen. <laughs> I'm broke for now. Yeah, we all are. <laughs> oh, now it's disappeared. Yeah, apparently it, the, the want engagement was basically... I'm trying to get adverts on our page or whatever, but even that's going to cost us, so stuff that. But, um, yeah, check check that out, and as well, if you want to get in contact with us, give us your thoughts on indie wrestling. If you don't want to do it on the Facebook page, you can email us either via the link that's on the, uh, <coughs> link that's on the SNS website or emailing us direct at... Whole Indy at snsradionetwork.com. T H O L E I N D Y. I always do that because I don't want people to spell it wrong. And send an email to somebody like in Kazakhstan or something. Because you never know, it could happen. Well, if you do, please write proper English <laughs> so we can. <laughs> You know, confuse the person in Kazakhstan. Speaking no, actually, you know, if you speak in broken English, people will think you're trying to be Borat, and then you'll start World War Three. <laughs> so be careful, people. T H O L E I N D Y at SNSRadioNetwork.com. So with that, that's all for this week from us. Make sure you catch all the other fine shows. Here on the SS Radio Network, Tuesdays at 9 Eastern, you have Wrestling News Live with Trey, JJ, and Bronx. Uh, I want to hear more stories just after what happened <laughs> on this past week's show. Wow. Um, 
Thursdays, I believe you have running the ropes. Should, should be live slash archived of sorts after some issues. Which, uh, producer extraordinaire of the show at the minute, Brassai, um, giving less than favorable, uh, comments about my computer. So, <laughs> that really, yeah. Which, you know, he's got a point. But, uh, you've got that at 4 Eastern. 10.30 Eastern, you've got TNA Chat Live with, uh, Bronx. Run the ropes is for Kelly and Man, by the way. I forgot to say who, who was on it. If you don't know, then have you been living under a rock or something? I don't know. Uh, Fridays, open books, currently on hiatus, should be back first week in May. Although, if I, if I manage to at least get over some of whatever's grown on me, I'll do some sort of kind of news roundup that I'll post probably only on the Facebook page as a file for you guys to uh, listen to. I don't know whether I can host it anywhere. I don't know. I'll have to see whether I can. I'm not sure. I might I might just post it up as a file, and if you want to listen to it on the Facebook page, listen to it there. But, uh, but then Sunday Night Showdown, next one's coming up mid-May for Extreme Rules. Podcast-wise, you've got Beyond the Bell with Sean Beckerman, the Elite Force podcast midweek with Chuck W, and the weekend with Walkie and Mindwipe. Um, you got hope. Well, you got the hard way. If you haven't listened, the uh, WrestleMania edition it is up now. Which was a very good podcast from the guys. Uh, glad to hear them back. Hopefully, we get some more from soon. And you've also got us. Whole indie show. Well, we always try and we always try and get it now up for about Friday, so you don't miss out on any of the events if you listen to us early enough. Mm-hmm. Or if you do, you just miss out on a couple. Thankfully, that's kind of the case this week. Cause I think there's only one happening on. Oh no, there's one. There's two happening on Friday. So sucks to be you <laughs> <clears throat> if you listen to this too late. If you're listening to us next week, this is going to be some sort of weird paradox where we're talking about... We're talking about things in the future, but when you're listening to them, they're in the past. Apparently so. Or if you're listening to it live as the event's going on, it's actually in the present. I I love doing all this, like, time confusion thing. (laughs) That's why you should... I think I do it every time. That's why you should visit our Facebook page. We post all the information there. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, with that, uh, any final words, Sandro, um, before we speak? Yes, uh, you could, we, we are on iTunes, um, just search SNS Radio Network, you'll find us there, um, you can leave us a five-star rating if you like, you know, even if it's for our show, if you want, you know, definitely leave some feedback there, just put it out there. Yeah. Stars are apparently the way. Yeah. <laughs> Why wasn't there a wrestling company that has anything to do with stars? Nope, wrestling is stars. There, there you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You're giving them ideas, man. 
Oh, I'm trying to remember how you pronounce that big long place name in Welsh. Wrestling is gogogok. I completely butchered it, but I think it's the longest word in the English language because it's a place name. So it probably isn't officially a word, but I think it's about 116 letters long. You should see the train sign. Welcome to... It's about the same length as the village. But, uh... Yeah. Keep up to date on the Facebook page. Search Whole Indie Show. The Whole Indie Show. TW... I don't think we're done. No. Just search Whole Indie Show or The Whole Indie Show. TWIS might come up with something completely different. I actually going to search <laughs> that randomly. Or you could just, um, or you could just uh, put on the URL, you know, www.facebook.com backslash the whole indie show. We'll pop it up right there. It's going to show up. Don't worry. Yeah. When I search TWIS, all I'm getting is Oliver Twist and Twister. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> So yeah, just search whole indie show. Or Facebook.com slash the whole indie show. That's that's easier. Yeah, just said that. <clears throat> so Yeah, one thing I will mention before we go off as I'm dragging this segment out ludicrously long. But hey, that's because I'm ill and I lose track of everything. Um Yes, we have had an extra bit of music in at the start, but I want to pay tribute to Larry Sweeney. I haven't seen a lot of his matches. I believe there is actually one available for free on Smartwatch Video where he wrestled Blue Meanie. (laughs) Which in itself is a good match. But uh, every piece of music you've heard so far from the very... after our openings, you know, spiel, intro... And each of the four show intro, well, part intro outros have been all five themes that he used. This week's song of the night is dedicated to him as well. And it's where the inspiration for his finisher, the 12 Large Elbow, came from. So to close us this week, John Lee Hooker's One Bourbon, One Scotch, One Beer. Larry Sweeney, you will never be forgotten. We'll see you. We'll see you, listeners of the SNS Radio Network, next week for more of a whole indie show. This was Sandro and Ashley, and all of that was your weekly slice of indie goodness. Hashtag 12 large. <laughs> One sky, one beer. I say, hey, Mr. Bartender, come here. Want another drink now? Want it now? The girl, she gone. She been gone tonight. I ain't seen the girl since night of full last. Wanna get drunk and get her on my mind. One beer, one sky, one beer. Thank you.
I sit there drinking, getting stoned. Yeah, yeah. After a while, look down the bar at the bartender. I said, Hey, what do you want? One bourbon, one scotch, one beer. Well, the girls are gone, gone tonight. I haven't seen the girls and not a full ass. Wanna get drunk and get up on my mind. One bourbon, one scotch, one beer. Then I sit there. Get stoned, mellow. It is so good, so good. I look down the bar, at the bartender. I look, hey, 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 what do you want? One bourbon, one sky, one beer. Well, the girls are gone, gone tonight. Haven't seen the girls and not a full ass. I wanna get drunk and get off on my mind. I want bourbon, one scotch, one beer. Then I sit there drinking. After a while, I raise my head, looked on the wall at the clock on the wall. By that time. Quarter two, last call for alcohol. I look down the bar at the bartender. I like, hey, what do you want? One bourbon, one scotch, one beer. I'm so wrong.